I was sitting next to Becky and I was like trying to hide myself in a corner. Uh like don't look at Becky's me. Becky's laughing. I think there's something <laughs> yeah, something exciting is coming up. Becky's laughing. Just coming up Becky. sisters and welcome to another episode of the Seat of Wisdom podcast presented by the Caris Youth UAE. Now today we're going to talk about encounter with the Lord. What an encounter is. Now some people encounter the Lord early in their life. Some people even late, just like me. I would call them the late bloomers. That does not mean that one is greater than the other. Everyone's journey is equally important in the eyes of the Lord. He has a time for everything and for everyone. Now our guests for today are two amazing sisters who share similar experiences and they are going to share the encounter of how they uh, experienced the faith introducing the Sequera sisters or I would like to call them Roxanne Bex. Hi Rocky. Hi, <laughs> Welcome Roxanne and Rebecca Thank to you the Sita Wisdom podcast. Thank you. I would like to clear this thing out first. Roxanne and Bex, is that okay? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So so friends call you Roxanne. Yes. Basically uh my name is Roxanne okay and uh, my friends call me Rox okay and uh, i hope it is clear by now that i am the older out of the two of us i mean now that you explain yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that and um about me um so i'm part of the spiritual revival ministry that's where uh, right. the, the youth ministry srm uh where that's where i grew from and through srm i got to know about charis uh, and then charis youth and uh, I started volunteering with them and uh, I'm now the program coordinator for Caris uh, Youth UAE events and I'm also a part of the Yam Charger team. Yam Charger. Yeah. What about you Bex? So I'm also part of SRM Youth and um part of the media team over there right. and I very recently joined the volunteers uh, committee for Caris Youth UAE and uh, part of the social media team for um Caris as well. amazing now we know that you guys are involved in church both of you guys what do you guys do other than like you know professionally i know i mean i know stuff about you and a bit of you stuff uh, like i know you like to play volleyball and you like to eat and uh, yeah, yes yeah i mean yeah so what else like what is uh, like professionally what are your hobbies what do you guys like to do in your so, free time Professionally um I work in HR in human resources okay. and I work with a startup okay. I've been with that company for about a year now or mm-hmm. a little over a year okay. and yeah like you said you know me so a bit a bit yeah a bit, yes so I do play volleyball I've been playing volleyball since I was 12 years old wow yeah so a uh, very long time now and uh, yeah in addition to like she just eating yeah eating, okay. she loves to eat but so do I So, okay. and, and she specifically love... loves to eat what I cook. Yes. Really? And especially when I have that. reserved it for myself, yeah. she right. loves to eat specifically that. That that's okay. where it becomes the tastiest, you know. So, but other than that, I do love to play music. You like to play music? I like to play oh, music. Nice. And that's uh, yeah, that's an amazing thing. Yeah. How come I've never heard stories about you cooking? I mean, you call me a friend. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, you probably might receive an invite after this. Soon, soon, soon. Okay, now uh let's talk about your encounter. Yeah. I believe uh you know uh, you guys both have had experiences early pretty uh 
almost early. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about how was how was the encounter like you know uh, how was life. Uh, let's talk about you know what the encounter is first of all because a lot of people don't know what an encounter is encounter with the Lord because I I mean as per my knowledge is a true true I mean truly experiencing Christ you know, yeah. truly experiencing. What do you guys think? How that is essentially what an encounter is experiencing Christ, knowing Christ, um, experiencing his his love and his warmth around you, knowing that you will never be alone. Okay. I have nothing to actually explain it very well. I'm sure, yeah. I mean that's what an encounter is actually. That's how it's supposed to be. Now, how is life uh before the encounter for you guys? How is anyone, anyone, who would want to go? So basically, we were uh, very chill, outstanding, carefree, outstanding Catholics. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah that's a pretty uh, common word in Bombay. Yeah. Outstanding. <laughs> yeah, pretty, and that was pretty much what we were. Sunday mass. Um, priority was given to family outings and picnics, uh, especially over the weekend. Yeah. Every you know parties every alternate yeah, weekend. Right, right. Uh, that that was essentially, and then prayer was given a backseat, right. um, and the only time we would actually uh, say the rosary would yeah. be on a long drive to Alain yeah. or Abu Dhabi, and, and intentionally. <laughs> and Mama would say that. that time. Was that Mama? Was oh, Mama very, there? Yes, very uh, much Mama. And as our career. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's what yeah that's what. Mama that was essentially for. what our life was right. uh, as a family before right. uh, either of us encountered. I was. How has life been after the encounter? So after the encounter, honestly, it was like a personal gravitation towards God. It was more out of interest rather than just obligation. We willingly started to do things uh, for God. And uh, even a small little thing that we started doing was expressing our faith, our belief um, over social media. And um, looking back, it actually made a really big impact that I didn't think it would you know, happen at that point in time. But um, even though the two of us encountered God at different points in our life, right. you know, we had different journeys. The, the outcome or the end result of that was actually quite similar, mm -hmm. very similar, more than we even you know, thought it would be. I think that would be the same for anyone else who yeah. would have encountered the Lord. Right. You should be able to say that you want to do it. Exactly. Yeah. How did the uh, encounter start actually? Like how did it, uh, you know, because I mean people are drawn towards it to Christ two different uh, mediums, you know, yeah. two different people or I don't know, uh, social media, something, a lot of things. How did it happen with you guys? How did you all encounter Christ in the first place? And like she said, our, our experiences, our journeys are completely different. They're worlds apart. We want to hear you first. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so um, my mom was the first one in our family okay. who actually encountered the Lord. And uh, so she had joined the SRM. Okay. Yeah, and uh, she would go for the prayer meetings diligently every week and she would drag us along. So we're like little kids, uh, she would drag us along and be like, uh, no, you don't have a choice. We would cry, throw tantrums, whatever, no, you had to come. Um, so we'd go and we'd just sit there like, I don't, want to, yeah, I don't want to be here, This I'm just here because I'm forced to. And I, I remember the only thing that I would actually enjoy was uh, the praise and worship and the anointing session where there was music. There was music, huh? uh, And that was something that really uh, stayed with me. Even though I, I you know, wouldn't show that I enjoyed yeah, it, sure. I would, uh, you know, uh, 
enjoy that within myself. Yeah. Um, so eventually they uh, SRM grew and they started a youth wing. And I remember the very first youth meeting that we went for. All of us meeting together for the first time, uh, like a few youth. And I was sitting next to Becky and I was like trying to hide myself in a corner. Uh, like, don't look at Becky's me. Becky's laughing. I think there's something, <laughs> yeah, I just something exciting is coming up. Becky's <laughs> laughing. I can just, you know, I can just, I can just look at Gita. Exactly. Okay. So I'm, 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 I'm shorter than her. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like trying to hide in a corner. Nobody, nobody look at me. I don't want to be noticed. I just want to finish this meeting and go home. Okay. So uh, we, we always start with a praise and worship, right? right? So the guy who had to, you know, play the keyboard comes and he sets up the keyboard. And then when it's time to start, he says, I don't know how to play the keyboard. And the, the youth coordinator goes like, oh, uh, what do we do now? And she she uh, comes and asks everyone who are there, uh, do any of you all know how to play the keyboard? And I'm like hiding, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me. And my sister puts her hand up nicely. I'm like, what is this girl putting her hand up for? She can't play the keyboard for life, <laughs> to save her life. And uh, so uh, the coordinator comes to Becky and says, Becky, can you play the keyboard? And she's like, uh, no, my sister can. I'm sitting there. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> so that was the first time I. Actually, so that's the push you got from us. I yeah. got a big yeah. push, big time. Does she like, take the credit for that? Oh, definitely. Of course. <laughs> she she can't go without taking the credit for it. Has yeah. she always been that way where she's pushed you into stuff? Uh, not really, but I think it was the Holy Spirit just, uh, you know. Prompting. Conveniently just prompted her at that moment and said, oh, no, you need to push her there. Um, so, so that was exactly what happened uh, at that moment of time. And, um, and through that, I got in, more involved in the youth ministry. Okay. And uh, uh, at uh, a few, I'd say a few years later, two or three years later, was when I actually I had my actual encounter moment with the Lord. And for all you know, it was in the middle of the night where I, it had been a few months where I could not sleep. I would get anxious. I'd be rolling on my bed and I just would not be able to sleep with blasting headaches. And I remember that one night where I was, I was like, no, this is it. I need to, I, I have to decide which side I am on. I cannot be that I'm going to say yes and I'm going to uh, go for the youth meetings, but I'm not going to, but I'm going to also want to live my old life. Right. I have to make a choice. And it was that one night, I can't even remember which day it was, but that one night where I decided I am going to make this decision. I woke up in the middle of the night, went to the living room, knelt down in front of the altar, lifted my hands, and that was the moment I knew that uh, I received Christ in me. And um, then you actually started living life after that. Exactly. And it, it was like, um, I, I felt different. I felt comforted. I felt uh, loved. But even though I 100% did not know uh, what it was like to be a believer, I was like, uh, Lord, I believe, but help my, my unbelief. Amen. Um, that's, and, that's an amazing exactly, prayer, I think. And, and I told the Lord, you need to show me who you really are. I will believe, but you need to show me who you really are. And my journey began from there. I think that's an amazing thing that you did. You had, uh, I, I think that's the most honest conversation you have with God. And that's yeah. what prayer is all about. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I think, I think that's the best way to do it. And how old were you when this happened? 
I was about 15. 15? Yeah. Wow. 15, man. Like, I don't even know what I was doing at 15. Like, 15? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's, that's like super... I can still super, remember. Imagine like, myself in that living room just in that That room. was like super early. I didn't even know uh, how to pray or even talk to God at 15. We will never That's know. why I call myself the late bloomer, you know? <laughs> what about you, Bex? Any, uh, any similar testimonies do you have? Anything to share? Yes. So actually, contrary to her, um, you could say, like you, I am a late bloomer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I encountered the Lord um, after spending over two decades on this earth, mm-hmm. and I was just an obligatory Christian. You know, I would go to church. Yeah, Bex, you have to go to church. Let's go to church. Come on. So I would go to church. I would attend SRM adult meetings. And when the youth meeting started, I attended that as well. Even after pushing me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I would try to come up with excuses not to go, right. but um, I think my whole family was like, you have to go, you don't have a choice. <laughs> so I would just go to church and yeah, that was basically what I used to do. I was, um, and I realized that God was close to me through my family right. uh, in whatever way, but I was never you were not close, close to, to God. God. Never. God was never my priority at all. Um, but the first time I encountered the Lord was when I was 23 years old. And uh, this happened quite recently, just a few years ago. Okay. And um, it all started off when I lost my job. Um, so I lost my job. I was working with this company for three years. I really loved what I'm doing. I love the company. I love the people over there. Um, but what was also difficult at that point in time was I was also pursuing my master's degree. Okay. I was towards the end, you could say the last leg of it, completing my uh, dissertation. Uh, but what really, really upset me the most was um, now for my dissertation, the context of my study uh, was my workplace. Now for all of you who are doing a dissertation at university or anyone who does a dissertation at university, you know it's not easy. It is not easy at all. It eats you up. You know, it takes up all your time, drains you out completely. And um, it's one of the most difficult things you do at uh, university. Right. But um, (laughs) yeah, so um, if I had to change uh, the context of my study, that meant nine months of research just goes for a toss. And I had only three more months to submit my dissertation. Mm-hmm. If I had to change everything, I didn't have that kind of time, you know, to redo the whole thing. And I was so upset. I was so worried. I broke down. For me, that was like a the melting limit. point. Yeah, the limit, exactly. Uh, I didn't know what to do. I cried. Then I felt better after crying. Right. And then after that, I thought, oh, what am I going to do? I started crying again. <laughs> you know, but this- always it helps, you know, it helps. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so this cycle just went on. But I think what really helped me was I went for um, a spiritual counseling okay. session. Uh, it was really long. Um, I cried a lot there too, just saying, just a disclaimer. But it was like, you know, the film was lifted off my eyes, like how um, it happened with Tobias. And I actually started gravitating towards God, moving towards him. And um, I realized that what God has for me or what God wants me to do is way better than what I wanted to do for myself, you know. And, um, you know, somehow things just fell into place. You know, after I made that conscious, after I, I, I'd say that I really encountered the Lord during that Mm -hmm. counseling meeting that I had. 
and um, things just started falling into place. Like I didn't even have to lift a finger and God so miraculously just worked in ways that I didn't even think was even possible. That's why we say he's the God of the impossible. And you know, through that, I realized that in the middle of my little mess, you know, where I lost my job, I was not sure what's gonna happen about my research, so on and so forth. I didn't realize how big I was blessed. Right. Despite everything, you know, not having a source of income, I still had a beautiful home to stay in, an amazing family to support me. Five meals a day or more. <laughs> five meals? Yes, I eat a lot. Wow. <laughs> At least five, five meals a day. Okay. Yeah. Five meals, okay. Five and meals. then I even had a car to drive. I had money to pay for the petrol that went into the car. I'm you like, literally had everything. Yes, yes. I had everything that mm. God blessed me with. Now when you look back at those times, about the time when you were worrying and you know, you were anxious about stuff, do you look and you know, I mean, laugh about it like I was worried? I mean, in spite of having, yeah? Yes. It happens, yeah, it happens because a lot of times we worry so much about our stuff, about our plans and you know, so many things, but uh, at the end, uh, you know, uh, you just have to leave it to God at the end of the day. So true. That yeah. is so true. Yeah. Now, did rocks help you in any way? Yes, of course. Actually. I was her pillar. Yeah. Yes, she was my pillar. I think without her always constantly pushing me, I don't think I would have, you know, even been uh, spiritually in a place to accept God at the time when I did. Okay. Yeah. So now, you know, uh, you know, different people experience uh, God at you know, different times. I'm sure you experienced early, you were a little later. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, I mean, how did you help uh, Becky with, you know, with the faith? So, yeah, I, I was technically the early bird um, and Becky was late blower, but that doesn't mean that I did not need a push. I needed a push big time. So because of the kind of person that I am, I would not willingly go and, you know, do it out of my own will. So um, you tell me do this, I would do it. Yeah. So that was that was how I, I began, right, with her pushing me. And uh, so it began there and then it slowly started. Oh, Roxanne, since you're playing the keyboard, can you coordinate with all the members of the choir? Can you arrange for practice? Practice will be at this place at this time. Can you make sure everyone's coming? Everyone's on time. Everyone has transport. So I began coordinating those small little things. Um, and it stuck with you. You still do that. And, and it stuck <laughs> with me. So that's where I began. And yeah. then they were like, oh, you might as well just do it like officially right. now so um, that's how that happened and then I started out uh, doing those small things and it became uh, it slowly became uh, SRM children retreat and then it's a Karis youth UAE yes. retreat and I'm just like where to where God brings you so so beautifully and in that entire journey uh, he helps you grow. He helps you build your talents. He builds, helps you build your confidence. He strengthens uh, you with everything that you did not know you had. Yeah, yeah. So many different capabilities. If I look at myself uh, back then, I was like, I was a girl who would stammer in front of her own classmates. Really? I, could not, I could not talk in front of my own classmates. I would stammer and would be made fun of. Okay. Uh, but today I'm able to sit <laughs> with you and in front of um, and talk to everyone who is listening to us. I was the one who would always stutter as well. I, yeah. I would stammer as well. Like 
it's, like, it's amazing well, the kind of confidence God exactly. gives you and when just you trust Him. Exactly, just the Holy Spirit just guides you. Exactly, and, uh, and and not just that. By saying yes to all these opportunities that God had given, I saw every other area of my life blessed. Whether it was my family life, my my relationship with my parents and my siblings, my friends, my job, uh, everything that surrounded me. St- it was not just me receiving blessings it was others around me getting exactly. blessed through me as well and it was so beautiful to see that he just took care of it yeah everything yeah. god just said just come to me and you're covered <laughs> exactly yeah. he took care <laughs> of everything so it was amazing you think if your uh, in your case mom if if mom wouldn't have pushed you or dragged you to the prayer meetings and stuff you think your journey would have been the same no definitely not for the kind of person that i am um i would I would get overshadowed very easily. So I would I would hide behind her mm-hmm. or behind my mom or behind my dad and I uh as a person I was back then I needed an outside force or an outside viewpoint to be able to see things more clearly. Mm-hmm. So definitely not. What about you Bex? So for me um being pushed into it or being forced because uh, I was a late bloomer didn't actually work for right. me at all. On the contrary it actually pushed me away from God and not just God it uh, I also felt disconnected from my family as a result of that yeah, because they pushed you Yeah like they're like go for it and I was like mm mm no I am not doing this <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. don't think so exactly <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's> sassy <laughs> attitude right. you know? Yeah but you know God's timing is so perfect so mm-hmm. perfect and uh looking back if I actually experienced or encountered the Lord early on in my life I don't think I would have been able to make sense of it. I right, just be like right, right. what? So <laughs> yeah, so it's I I just say or I'd like to say it's all a part of God's master plan. He knew when I was ready to really accept him as my lord and savior. And the fact that I went through all of this, this encounter with our lord um a lot later in my life, I'd say it was all a part of his plan to really touch my soul. It's always his plan, right? Yeah. Now, what is it like for you both? You know, while being two opposite sides, like you are already, uh, like you're already in the faith, yeah. and and you're not. But how is it like? You know, I mean, you guys living in the same room, right? You guys share. Yeah, we share a room. Yeah, share yeah. A room. <laughs> how is it? I mean, explain that. How like when you were praying, she was not, and like how does that work? How does that work? So it's not that I was, was praying twenty four seven. Yeah. but i i had this encounter with the lord and she, it was quite a few years before she had hers and i used to get frustrated with her um thinking like i've had this amazing experience it's so good to be in the presence of the lord and she doesn't want to see it why does she not want to see it, it would just frustrate me and like can't you see the blessings that come along with encountering the lord why don't you just accepted an encounter and she was like i don't see anything exactly. i don't see anything i mean that's i mean she that's how she didn't see it that way right. and it would frustrate no. me that why could she not see that but uh, that was what it was did you and run away every time uh, <laughs> roxanne started some spiritual conversation with you or tried to strike one you know yeah i would actually make an excuse or i would just yeah. you know like try to run away or just mm, 
could not avoided. be avoided every mm-hmm. time but then right. you know over over time you uh, notice you begin observing and you see and i began to notice that okay she needed a little more yeah. time i was just coming to that yeah exactly she needed a little more time and she needed to grow at her own pace her right. pace was not uh, at my it, yeah. her timing was not yeah. my timing i can relate to becky on this one because i feel if you are being if you are being forced into something you just don't feel it you're just doing it you know like the sunday obligate i mean you're just doing it you're like you know, there's sunday obligatory mass where you just attend mass you don't know the meaning of it your parents told you you have to okay fine it's, it's like a sunday mass drive. you know huh? yeah like just go for a drive and attend mass but i think then, it's an older child thing to you know just say yes to whatever you want okay yeah. and, and well, i always say no so you say no <laughs> so she's I'm a the, stubborn i was always a stubborn kid i still am stubborn just saying different okay. a different kind of Stubborn. Different kind of stuff and the good stuff and mm-hmm. yes, but then now I, that's I what. <laughs> but then it's good that you came. Uh, I mean, although you were not forced, but then uh, I mean, there's something that drew you closer to uh, uh, to Christ. Yeah? yeah. So Roxanne, what was it like for you uh, and Becky? You know, while being like you guys are, you know, both on opposite sides of the faith. Mm-hmm. How is that experience? Because you guys had a are, long gap. Yeah, because you guys. share the same room yeah yes like you know it's uh, i mean it's kind of difficult so i want to hear it's not that hard you know. as you make it out okay. today okay okay um, but yeah it it was irritating or more frustrating for me because one there was a long gap between my encounter and hers yes. and also i was like it is it, i used to have this you know this is such an amazing feeling it is so good to feel so loved and to know who god is and have everything taken care for you uh god takes everything uh, care of everything for you seems so excited while you speak right yeah it, it was <laughs> it still is it is and it's, like, no, that's it would i probably would not show that much to someone else but since she you know experienced it um much later so this was my kind of you know uh, approach to it it is so good there are so many blessings with it it's just it's just amazing why can't you just see it why is it so hard for you to see it i would get frustrated with her but to know And did you run away when she said no? Thank you, bye. Oh yes, I try as much as possible, <laughs> but you know she can't. I I can't always avoid, avoid her, as you know yeah. she's the older one, the right. most strict one, and I, you don't want to keep mess with me. <laughs> no, not good. <laughs> What do you think is the fine line between getting people to Christ? Like you know, there's a difference between uh, evangelizing or probably uh, convincing. I, I mean. Yeah, what do you think? How do you get? Uh, because sometimes pushing does not help. Well, exactly. Between, between yeah. convincing and uh, yeah. forcing. That convincing way. and forcing. Convincing yeah. and forcing. Yeah, I noticed over time. Right. It took me a while as well. It was not immediate. Yeah. So I noticed over time that okay, she needed some more time. She, her pace was so much more slower than mine. She needed. Uh, she needed space. She needed uh, to have life scenarios that actually push her towards God rather than. us human beings pushing her towards she needed uh, let's say god's push at least for me i'd say having a support system is really important for me my support system were my parents and my sister i i can never forget her <laughs> and um what they actually did was through it they planted a seed in my mind which uh i realized later on i never even realized or thought, felt, about, or thought about yeah that the seed was actually planted <laughs> but um i think there. yeah it just so, existed exactly so i think um that really kind of 
helped me or guided me towards my journey mm-hmm. and um, helped me when i actually encountered the lord you know i think at that time was when it really took uh, it sprouted you could say <laughs> or or like the flower really bloomed Blooms. yeah the flower really bloomed then and um, yeah that's exactly yeah. what happened and noticing that you know she just needed the opportunity uh, maybe without knowing to yeah. to help her to just reach to that point rather than just pushing it on her mm-hmm. i can relate to i can relate to what uh, becky i mean went through uh, i mean i was similar to you as well like you know i did not want to be pushed mm-hmm. uh, in spite of parents being in the faith uh, i did not want to push i mean i i couldn't attend retreats i mean i couldn't sit in one place for more than 15 minutes so i mean let alone four days of retreat so you know so i can i, I can relate to but i think what helped me as well was music like you more music and when you see your friends uh, you know i mean young people already there and you know the importance of you know how it is like you know experiencing christ it actually helps yeah so guys uh, you know i want to ask you something and this is, i feel it's really important what do you think is the fine line between uh, you know getting someone close to let's put it that way uh, what is the difference between convincing and forcing someone to you know come closer to christ or just bring him closer yeah something that i observed with her especially was that she needed time to catch up uh, her pace was completely different from mine very clearly there was like yeah. a long gap uh, quite a few years so definitely the, the at the time or age at which i encountered the lord she could not have uh, she needed a lot more time than that and uh it just uh, i just needed to be able to uh, understand that from for me uh, and not just keep pushing her yeah yeah and just to add on to that so in my context having a support system for me was really important um and when i say that it was not about being pushy or forcing me into it but rather slowly encouraging me or planting those seeds so my support system was my family my mom my dad and of course my sister i can never forget her so they had planted the seed in my mind all those years ago and i didn't even realize that something like that even right. happened right. and um i think um not being completely forced so over time of course yes when we started off i was being pushed a lot into it but gradually i think not being completely forced into it um kind of helped me as well because like she said i took my own sweet time right. yeah how long will it take though <laughs> for the seed to sprout <laughs> um i say way. uh over a decade a decade yes, over a decade wow. yeah and basically what all we had to do was right. just give her the space yeah. and give her the opportunity to 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 get there yeah. she would have to do it on her own no doubt but she needed that space and she wanted to uh, she needed to do it on her own instead of just being pushed there it was like it was my thing to do i had to do it myself no one could do it for me but you had to decide like yeah. you just had to be there exactly but um, although it took time but um, it happened but yes yes of course it did See, it's all God's master. It's all God's master plan, yeah. exactly. I mean, that's, I mean, it's His plan. You know, you can't change. Exactly. Yeah. Once it's decided, that's it. You know, that's. Uh, so, Rob, you uh, encountered like you entered the faith pretty early. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. That's what you mentioned. 
Uh, has it been always a smooth ride? What has been the journey after you encounter? Uh, Short answer? Yeah. No. No smooth journey. Okay. It it cannot be. Not it. Has, it has Not to it. Be. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, starting the journey is is one thing. Right. It's it's just a starting point, right. but sustaining that journey is an entire different game yeah. altogether. Uh, there's a lot more effort that goes into it, and um, I do, uh, I do, I have, and I still do go uh, uh, into moments of being disconnected from the Lord, and it mostly happens when I start entering my comfort zone, where I am comfortable with where I'm at, with what I'm doing in in my ministry, at my workplace. Uh, in my personal life, when I start entering that comfort zone, uh, that's when things start things moving start around. Like you can't, you just can't. You have to grow. Right. You can't just stay at where you are. No way. When you're with the Lord, you have to keep growing. You have to keep blooming. You have to keep shining everywhere. And um, God keeps giving us these constant reminders that oh no, you need to keep moving forward. You can't stop Absolutely. where you're at. Yeah, and um, one example that I really want to give is um, after I just graduated college and I was looking for a job and uh, I had uh, literally given up hope. I had finished college and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't like, I did not really um, enjoy the subjects that I studied by the time I completed my degree. So I did not want to know what career I wanted to even, even pursue. And uh, that happened, you know, in the uh, beginning of the year and summer comes around and uh, the summer camp coordinator comes to me and says, why don't you join the summer camp? I'm like, no, I'm looking for a job desperately. I want to want to really find a job. I want to start working and supporting my family and all of that, you know, thing. And uh, he's like, you come join the church summer camp. God will give you a job. And I had to really think twice about it because I was so much in my comfort zone after finishing college. I was at home and chilling, applying online. It's a lazy thing to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I did not go about yeah. to companies. You didn't have to wake up early. Yeah, <laughs> so I was very uh, much in my comfort zone. No one's a morning person here. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> so I joined summer camp right. and two weeks into it, I get a call from a company and they ask me to come for the interview. I go for the second interview the next day and immediately they tell me uh, to join. And it is it was a completely different field from which I uh, studied. I studied okay. finance okay. and I work in supply chain. It's wow. like worlds <laughs> apart. Um, and I'm still in the same field of work and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was in that moment that God told me, you know, you need to step out of your comfort zone. You need to do what keep doing my will you need to keep doing things for me and and that uh, program coordinator for, of the summer camp was so right he was so happy to when i told him i got a job and i had to leave the summer camp early and he he was so happy to let me go and say ja beta jilia please and it was it was uh, such a joyous moment i would say so and basically you worked for uh, i mean you work for God's kingdom for his ministry. Exactly. And just yeah. Everything just God came just... back. And um, another thing is when we're, we're so much in ministry, uh, we're always pouring out, we're giving, we're offering prayers, we're offering advice, we're offering counseling to others around us who are younger than us, who come to us. Right. And you know, when you lead praise and worship, you're always giving out. You, we never realize that we need our cup refilled. 
and we need to take that time out when we get into that comfort to, uh, zone we forget that we need a time out for ourselves to be able to get our cups uh, refilled right and that was exactly what that push from god uh, gave me i think that's i mean you know the i think we all have experienced the same thing when you know when you just let go of things exactly and stop worrying about yeah. you know when you give time sometimes you you know sometimes you wonder like you know oh man i've got so much of work <laughs> Uh, how am I supposed to do this work? You exactly. know, my church work. But then, when you just let go of those things, and, when you just... and that one, uh, there was one such uh, personal incident that really shook me to the core, and it led me to a healing and deliverance uh, retreat at Porta. I think mm. that was one of the main places where I really uh, received uh, an infilling once again. Each time. even though we have encountered the lord once we keep need, we need to keep encountering the lord again and again uh, just so that we can grow we can expand our bandwidth so much what is amazing man it's uh, a, absolutely it's a, it's i don't know it's it, it's like a completely different place once absolutely. you just absolutely it just change completely yeah. in god just lets you relax over there and just let's go thing just, just totally forget about exactly. what you're going through and you come with the bonus package of healing Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, let go and let go. What is good? Let go. Yeah, man. Max, you have something? Yeah, for me, um I actually learned it through a lot of hardships in my life. I wouldn't say a lot, but for me it was a lot. Right. Okay. You all have a journey. So yeah. She decided to learn yeah. through her experiences right. than others. Exactly. So, I learned it from my own mistakes. You know, they always say you should learn from the mistakes of others, but right. you know, being me being as stubborn as I was, I never listened to them. Yeah. Like, didn't even go in one ear and out the other. It just went over. Oh, just so. <laughs> Yeah. So, um yeah, I learned from uh, my own mistakes. Um I was always a person who liked to be in control of my life of things that I did. You could say I was the lady with the plan. Always. Plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had my whole life planned out and then God just comes and hey, how are you? There's your plan. Oh, here's my eraser. <laughs> You're all gone. Everything's gone. Huh? <laughs> Everything is gone. Mm-hmm. And um you know uh when I actually went for that uh, spiritual counseling uh, session uh that was where i really was able to or i realized how attached i was to my worldly plans and that i needed to detach from those um plans because um god's plan his master plan uh, nothing in this world can even comprehend it you know so um so yeah so i think that was something that uh how difficult was it to give up your plans because I mean you're su- I mean you're such a planner you're in human resources now of course you're managing Thanks <laughs> I mean that explains why you're in human resources but then how difficult was it to give up all that because it's not easy when you plan something for your future and stuff and like that how how difficult was it to give up all the plans and to follow what God has for you Uh it was very very difficult like i said i was so attached to my plans it was like the skin on my body literally wow. and uh for me, <laughs> that's for example yeah but i didn't i couldn't think of anything else to describe it okay. but um, i'm going to use that yeah <laughs> but uh um, okay. you know so if i had to actually separate myself from you know all that i had planned out for myself. So what I did was I actually wrote all of my little little plans which in all made a big plan on a piece of paper. Um, so I made a big plan. Yeah, I <laughs> tore it out. So it uh, you know I had a 
I thought of this movie called Jab We Met. It's a Hindi movie, mm. and there's a scene where you know they flushed some piece of paper down yeah. the toilet or something like that. So in my whatever mind at that point in time, I thought, let me try this out. Maybe it would help. It helped the guy in the movie. It might help me. Okay. So I wrote everything down on a piece of paper, and I tore it. Off. Okay, and mind you, when I'm doing this, I'm crying bitterly. Weeping. Yes, I am weeping bitterly because they are my plans. Like, oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, instead of throwing it all out in the bin, I actually flushed it down the toilet. I cried some more, and then I like, I feel better. Like, I felt so much more lighter after I let go of all those plans, and it took me a lot of time to. Actually, emotionally, mentally, detach myself from those plans, from all those dreams and whatever I had in my mind. Um, almost a year, I would say. But what really helped me was prayer. Not just my prayer, like compared to what my family was. It was peanuts, literally. I know so many people who were praying for me. Like I had all the prayers in the world, I would say. <laughs> and by the grace of God, I was able to, you know, overcome um, all of that. Uh, it was quite a bumpy road. There's no doubt about that. But I think God strengthened me through it. And um, in all honesty, I don't think I would be in this point in my career, in my personal life, my. Uh, spiritual life, uh, more importantly, if I had not gone through all those experiences, and um, you know, one thing that I I realized is um, God never changed the situation. He gave me the grace to overcome that situation. He never moved my mountain. In fact, after that, I had more mountains. But He gave me the grace and the strength to really climb those mountains. You know, and um, <laughs> so that's why God makes you stronger, right? Yeah. I mean, He's always said it's not going to be an easy journey, but you got to carry the cross. You know, every exactly. every person has a cross to carry. But mm. He says, you know, I mean, just I'll give you the support, and you know, the journey will be smoother with His yeah. with His help. And you know, exactly. someone told me this. Uh, someone just asked me, uh, you know, when I was going through the situation in my life, do you know what Matthew six thirty three says? And I just look at this person like the blank expression, like what? What what is Matthew six thirty three? Now, if anyone tells me that, I know the verse like at the back of my head. Like, I absolutely know it. But the word Matthew six thirty three says, "Seek first His kingdom and yeah. His righteousness, and all things else will be added unto you." Seek God. Don't worry about anything. Just not seek God. Not few. All. Literally, all it says things all things. Else. Yes. All Whatever. Things. It does not even have a limit to to everything. It. It everything will be added unto you. Amen. It's uh, Amen. it's so it's so nice to hear. You know, I mean, when you share, which especially when you guys experience the Lord at a younger age, and you know, I mean, seeing you guys grow so strong, I mean, it's amazing. So, uh, guys, you know, was there any uh, sibling rivalry among you guys? Any arguments? Any fights? Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought she was going to say absolutely not. Absolutely. She just stopped at yes. absolutely. Okay. Okay. Details, yeah. please. <laughs> oh, the juicy details. Yes. So mm. I think uh, between the two of us, we used to argue quite a bit. We used, when we were younger, we used to fight as well. Literal cat fights. She has claws, as you can see. Uh, she mm -hmm. has claws. Yes. 
she's a stricker one yeah oh, like yeah, the, the I, violent it one would, no no you see when she's angry you do not want to mess with her i know that i mean i've i've learned uh, it happens i mean i'm not even looking into her eyes when she says that seriously <laughs> i'm i'm so scared of her but yeah, yeah. i mean we've improved over time we've grown up we've matured hopefully we've gotten over that phase and But did you but did you ever get angry when she was you know I mean uh, you're trying to share faith with you I wouldn't say angry or did that create any kind of argument Yeah it used to irritate me a lot because I was not there with my faith at that point in time so yeah it did How does it feel to go manage uh, work as young adults you know you're managing work you guys both are working you yeah. guys working managing a personal life managing um, church work how do you guys do it uh it's it's definitely not easy but i'd say putting god f- doing what you do for god is the main uh, priority it has to be uh for god it is it is not for any other person it is not for yourself um and It's like um I, I, I can't re- recollect the exact verse but um you need to be um refilled each time so uh, basically the verse is give and it will be given on to you and it will be given back to you in so much more the measure that you gave mm-hmm. and that is something that really really Amen. stuck with me the blessings that I received or I received after giving was was so much more and i couldn't believe i cannot believe my eyes even now when i look back i'm like me such a young person i don't think i deserve this but god thought otherwise it's it's so it's just god calling you to reach out you don't know who you touch you could touch someone uh spiritually whom you know but whom you don't know as well and that is it is so amazing how god can just work through the simplest of things Did get ever like you know too much to handle it's like oh man i can't do this it does <laughs> it does and that's where you definitely need uh, a refilling of your cup you need right. to pause to stop and say god i need you more yeah Amen. absolutely you know our uh, another important question to ask you know when you just moved uh, into the faith you just encountered christ and now you're there okay you yeah. you know you're like doing stuff as a I, i mean was there any clash of uh of an outing or a personal thing clash with the church activity and then you have to choose between the two because it does happen a lot and then you know uh, i mean that's when there are choices to make how do you uh, but then after after my encounter with the lord i willingly knew that i wanted to go for the retreat and not for the picnic <laughs> willingly like i was like nope i don't want she was the one who got stuck with it yeah, because she wanted to go for the picnic at that point of time and I I wanted to go for the retreat and mama was like my parents were super happy and oh one of them wants to go for the retreat both of them are going <laughs> yeah yeah exactly Becky how did you deal with uh, you know I mean instances like this if like did you uh, always always prioritize god because a lot of times people you know they're busy with stuff and it gets difficult that they don't realize how to do yeah. things how did you 
you manage that part i think after my encounter with the lord it was a lot more easier for me to prioritize god mm-hmm. putting him on the forefront of every single thing i did and yeah there are so many things that needs to be done work family personal prayer youth meetings caris i mean <laughs> way too many then yes. retreats you know, yeah retreats and then you have uh, you know what so many things are there and i tell god i do not know what to do how to do so and then i just thought when i asked god this question i heard his voice in my head just telling me you don't have to do it i will do it for you just give it to me and that's when i actually laid everything out to him i said god this is it jesus take the wheel literally <laughs> you do it for me and i think that just that just helped amen and it still does both your testimonies are so relatable i can relate to you Praise i can relate god. to you as well well that brings us to the end of another episode of seat of wisdom podcast presented by the youth of caris ua but before we go roxanne and bex any pearls of wisdom you want to share with the audience oh absolutely uh, so mine would be god does not call the qualified he qualifies the called and that just means have a yes man attitude towards god when god says can you do this will you do this and you say yes sir i will do this yes sir <laughs> yep and you will begin noticing that with every yes you say to god you receive wisdom you receive discernment and you receive a blessing yeah. with every yes and that is so beautiful uh, to see in your own life makes you want to add something to it yeah for me my fall of wisdom that i want to share is never be afraid or ashamed to evangelize or do god's will mm-hmm. and um i have a quote or by by a saying that really echoes this so saint catherine of siena said that be who god meant you to be and you will set the world on fire amen amen to that man <laughs> Thank you once again guys. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for having the yes attitude with the with the podcast. So likewise to you Becky as well. Thank you guys for saying yes. And uh, I mean you guys thank you truly for having us. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you guys truly inspire a lot of a lot of people including me to do uh, the right thing and to follow Christ. I mean 15 20 wow. That just amazes me knowing at such young age you guys have been uh, in the faith and encountered Christ early uh, amazing thank you so much once thank again you thank you thank you well thank you everyone for tuning in the third episode of seat of wisdom podcast presented by the caris youth uae subscribe to our youtube channel and follow us on instagram at carisyouth.uae that is c h a r i s y o u t h .uae listen to us on anchor radio public pocket cast spotify google podcast and breaker stay tuned and god bless